Thanks so much for downloading the episode on the show today. I have a white bat update. We talk a little bit about Toy Story 4, and I love Gwyneth Paltrow. This, plus we talk about sex insecurities and some funny, ugly, and awkward moments of the week. Thank you so much. Enjoy the show. It's another uncensored look at the world around you from sisters who will say just about anything to anyone at any time. It's the Uggs. Jamie. Tis the season for masturbation. Paula. I don't know much about drugs, but if you have questions about pill popping, I'm your gal. Uncensored as always, it's time for the Ugly Truth. Welcome to the Ugly Truth. This is episode 355. We are Sisters Who Podcast, seamlessly. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for downloading the episode. Okay, so I have a white bat update. Uh, wait, what? A white bat update. Remember I had a dream last week about the white bat? Oh, I thought you were telling me you had a white bat at your house. <laughs> I don't. But okay, but you dreamt of the white bat. Remember okay. last week I told you I dreamt about a white bat and then it flew away. And then I told you that the significance in the dream interpretation uh, sites said that a white bat in a dream indicates that someone in your family will die. <gasps> mm-hmm. No way. So the day, so we edited it out and it didn't even occur to me. But when you and I were recording last week, our mother texted me and said that our cousin, who we're not close with by any means, right. who is older than us by at least 15 years, at least, is dying of cancer. And she was going to visit him because her, his mother lives in Florida and is in, unable to come. And so. And mom is the angel of death. And our mother is the actual angel of death. If you're, if my mother shows up at your hospital bed, get your affairs in order. Get right with God and get your affairs in order because or it is your time. If there's a hospital cat and it's at the foot of your bed, <laughs> that's what my mom is. Our mother is the hospital cat at the, ho- at the old, po- old people house. Yes. I didn't even equate the two. And so afterwards, I woke up the next morning and I whispered out loud, I'm like, the white bat. <laughs> so then Daryl goes, what? And I said, the white bat is my cousin. And he's like, what are you talking about? I go, okay. So he goes, you mean the white bat from Ace Ventura? And I'm like, I'm like shut up. I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, this is the whole premise of the movie is the white bat in Ace Ventura part two. It's like Chinaka or something. And I'm like, really? Yes. And I said, I've never seen that movie. I said, okay, oh, really? God, I would think you'd be all about Ace Ventura. You know, I think just uh, Jim Carrey gives me the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> I don't know what it is. There's just something not right about him. Well, that's true. And he he definitely admits it. Anyway, so he starts going, Chinaka. And I'm like, no, let me tell you about the white bat, you <laughs> dork. And he goes, we're talking about the white bat. And to the point where he literally sent me a link to the white bat in Ace Ventura, I said, let me tell you what it really means. And then I told him the correlation between our cousin dying from cancer, like literally any day, and my white bat that I had, and that my mother literally texted me the day I had the dream about the about the the person. And I said, it freaked me out. It's freaking me out. Like, How what do you is going know on? these things? Paula, I don't know. It's so weird. So anyway, I thought, how interesting. And I, and I had to tell you. I had to tell you. 
Are you and cousin Mitch connected somehow? No, but it's a family member. And I had the dream. It's almost like, I don't know. I, I, I'm going to say that it was just a coincidence. But honestly, what? how how can you dream of a white bat just I, coincidentally? I don't know. You know what, though? I will tell you this. I have always had very symbolic dreams. Always. One time I had a dream about being in a barn with a horse. And then I went upstairs. And in the, in the upstairs part of the barn, it was filled to the brim with baked bread. It was so <laughs> real. Bread signifies Christ. And a horse signifies something else I can't remember. And it was so weird to me. But I think it, the reason that I find dream interpretation so fascinating. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Mm. So what did that dream mean then? I don't know. I don't remember. This was like when I was 20. I, I don't remember. Oh, but I've been having okay. these weird dreams. But I've been having weird symbolic dreams my whole life. Like for years, I had a dream that I was being chased by a Bengal tiger that had green jeweled eyes. I never stopped. I dreamt about it for years. I couldn't figure it out. And I was always terrified because it was like aggressively chasing me. And so finally I looked it up. And like I said, I can't remember the interpretation now, but I find it fascinating because it's so adjoined with our psyche, with our psychological makeup. And so that's why I find it so interesting. It's not the whole psychic medium part of it. It's that our brains can sometimes create these symbols in our in our dreams that are actually telling you something else. Like I have dreams about tidal waves when I'm under extreme amounts of duress. When I'm really stressed yeah. out, I have dreams about tidal waves and they're frightening and it's emotional up, upheaval. Emotional turmoil is symbolic of water and depend and water in general in your dreams signifies emotions. Water can, yeah, it can signify a lot of things. It does. And so in my dreams, water signifies my emotional well-being or otherwise so like i've had dreams where i'm literally in a beautiful lake walking in the shallow part you know with my jeans rolled up and then i've also had dreams where i'm stuck in the middle of the ocean there's a tidal wave coming they even say the color of the water can mean yes something yes so i find it fascinating now the whole white bat thing is a little too creepy to think about the correlation, but I do find it odd that literally within 30 minutes of me telling you about it, we get a text message about our cousin. That is so, weird. I wonder if it's like a sixth sense thing um, or something. You know what? I'm, I absolutely believe that people are more intuitive than others, and I definitely think I'm more intuitive when it comes to things like that. I definitely so that feel people's energy. when mom is gone, you're going to have to take over her angel of death. Shut your mouth. <laughs> I will not. Roll. I will not deliver the, the, the death. No. Well, mom's just turned 70. Just this turned year. 70. And she's pseudo baby of the family. I wonder you know what if her... she felt turning 70. I told you. She's like, I'm 70. Ah! She's <laughs> So I don't know. She feels fine. She's good. You know, she's always trying. She's always waiting for death, even though death will never come because she's I as healthy know. as a she's horse. She's making herself like, you know, at least 20 years older than she is. Oh, please. She's been is doing she, that forever. Where, where do you think we all get it? I mean, our mom has been old. <laughs> our mom has been old since she was 30. <laughs> I've seen pictures her of her at age 40 and mm -hmm. I'm 40. And I look at her and I'm like, why do you look like you're 65? And <laughs> it's like the haircut and the clothes Right. And, you know, and that was like when she was dating Paul. So she was always wearing like bike gear and, you know, <laughs> and I'm just like, what are, you, what are you doing? 
doing? You know, why are your socks pulled up so far? You know, and yeah, I know. And it, all the and all the neon, it just it didn't I make know. sense. And she Boy, always had that horrible short you go, go. curly hair, you know. You know, our mom, like I said, she comes from a different time and uh, she comes from a time when people were dying at 50. And so for her, it, 40 felt like she had made it. Like, I'm finally here now. <laughs> I'm on borrowed time from this point forward. I just think about being age 40 and the things that I do. And mm-hmm. I think about mom <laughs> and age 40. And I'm just like, I think about the things that she probably never did. Never did. <laughs> and would never do. I and I just laugh because I'm like, she's just so young and naive. <laughs> you know, well, naive and, and thinks she's much older than she actually is. In her and mind. she thinks she... And what's funny is she's like, hey, I've lived life. And I'm like, mom. Well, she's seen some shit, but I don't know if she's lived it. I don't I'm know. I'm not so sure about that. You know, if I just told you one little story, I think <clears throat> your neck would be redder than a red sock. I don't know. It's just. <laughs> well, you know, she tried to listen to our show once and was so offended she turned it off. <laughs> I did not raise my girls to speak like that. No, you didn't. But dad did. <laughs> <laughs> like the one thing that's burned in my brain is when she was taking us to school i was probably 15 and she's like what what is this where you ask her if she ever gave a blowjob no that was when i was in middle school okay no middle school is when i asked her if she'd ever given a blowjob can you imagine no if one of my children asked me they're like what are Google it and no, don't Google it. I'd yeah, be like, where it. did you hear that? Mm. First of all, I would just be curious as to where they heard it. Right, right. And then I'd probably be like, yes, I have actually. I'm oh quite good God. at them. It's like, but don't ask me about drugs. <laughs> I don't know much about drugs, but if you have questions about pill popping, I'm your gal. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> no, no. She was going to school, and we were like, I know you don't watch Bob's Burgers. But Tina is a hormone freak. She loves men. She loves butts. And she wants to kiss boys all the time. And is she I the teenage daughter, the pink, the one in the pink all the time. No, she that's Louise. Oh, okay. uh, Tina is the middle. She's the oldest and she's in like seventh grade. Anyway, we were all pontificating about some guy and about how hot he was. And, you know, we're all virgins. We don't know anything. And uh-huh. mom literally was like under her brush. She goes, <sighs> well, you ladies are all very hot peppers, that's for sure. <laughs> and we're like, hot peppers? What are you talking about? She goes, well, you didn't get it from me. I'm like, no mm-hmm. shit. No kidding. That's what she told me when I got busted for screwing around with my first boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, well, you're definitely your father's daughter. <laughs> awesome. Thanks for the libido, dad. It's the best thing you ever know. gave us. I know. That's so funny. Okay, so really quick, uh, Toy Story 4, the trailer came out today. Oh, my God. I haven't seen it. Did you it's, cry? No, it's amazing. Okay. I'm so excited to see it. It comes out in June. But the reason that I'm, I'm mentioning it to you, and this is hilarious because we kind of pseudo talked about it earlier, is the the main song that plays under the entire trailer is God Only Knows <gasps> by the Beach Boys. No! I love that song so much. And so it starts to play. I'm all, I may not always love you. And I'm all, it's big love. Oh, my God. I was like, immediately, I'm like, I want to I want to watch big love now. <laughs> oh, my God. And I saw Bill Paxton's sweet face. And I'm like, I hate that he has I died. Know. It makes me so upset. 
And so now I'm like, I think I'm going to binge watch Big Love. I'm sure it's somewhere. I'm sure I can oh, find it. Oh, you think so? Mm-hmm. God, it's an HBO he was show. so sexy in that show. That show is the reason why TLC has so many goddamn polygamy shows. And they have yet it's to true. find, they have yet to find the Bill Paxton of the polygamy world. They thought Cody Brown was going to be his, the Bill yep. Paxton, but. Didn't work. He's just weird. Yes, it's not right. They, they couldn't find a more attractive polygamy husband, apparently. But well, may, maybe there aren't. I don't know. But it was amazing. And now not only do I want to see the movie, now I want to watch Big Love on HBO again and watch him be Bill. I oh, I loved him on that show. Bill so Henriksen. Oh, Bill Henriksen of Hendrickson Lumberjack and Supplies. With his underage bride, Marjorie. Marjorie. Yes, Margie, who was the nanny for about a minute. Who was so loud that all the other wives hated it <laughs> they when they offended. had sex. When she would show up the when she would show up at the wife meetings in her robe and no underwear. And she'd be like, Hi. How's everybody Eating doing? toast. Like, good morning. Good morning. <laughs> and they're like, whore. That is so It's really funny. inappropriate. It's super inappropriate. You really need to watch yourself. And she's like, I'm having sex with my husband. Screw you guys. Right. And she would always get her feelings hurt. Anyway, also, speaking of cute women, I've decided, and we've, no, we give her a lot of shit, but I have to tell you, I love Gwyneth Paltrow. Okay. We're, now, all right. Hold on. Okay. Let me get my composure here. Yes. Like I say to Ryan, take a breath, use yes. your words. Okay. Where did this come from? I took a little bit of a turn. Now, we are harsh and and rightly so on Goop, her yes. company. Yes. I still don't agree with a lot of the crap that she puts on there. I think it's not necessarily misinformed. I just think it only targets a tiny portion of people predominantly women Mm -hmm. so it's not really something that everyone can embrace i think everybody goes there but no one spends twenty five hundred dollars on a skirt okay that's just not possible do you think anybody actually buys the vaginal steams yes i actually read someone who did it i i someone i know did it shut up yes and they and i was like and i i tried not to be garish because you know i'm just like (laughs) I wanted to ask so many questions, but I did it because I'm like, okay, you tented your vag. Did the odor come up through the neck hole? I mean, like, what are we doing? How did it go? Oh, my God. But they weren't the most comfortable with it, and they, they're glad they did it for the sake of experience, but they will never do it again. So there you go. Oh, my anyway, God. so I didn't I just I, I wonder if it was like a little tuna boat at a sushi restaurant. They just said it was very warm. And I'm just like, go on. I want to know more. Well, so are I, baths. What does that mean? <laughs> I know. But uh, she didn't really get into it other than it was a little a little too uncomfortably warm. And that, you know, she was glad it was over. And I'm like, please tell us more. I want to know everything. But, you know, people aren't like us. Well, so we they could don't... just buy one. Go ahead. I'm no, not. I'm not, not going to do it. I don't want to do it. I mean, no, I don't. I anyway. You know me. I'd probably get a yeast <clears throat> infection. <laughs> I digress. <laughs> I saw Gwyneth Paltrow on Saturday Night Live a couple of weeks ago. I did too. Was it when they were like making fun of her website? Yes. Okay. And it was hilarious. It was. It was. And I liked. I love that she is able to be so 
you know she's candid she's so willing to make fun of herself and this ridiculous website and that she's in on the joke and i love that about it because i would do that i would totally do that if somebody if i had some ridiculous thing and they're like would you be willing i'm like hell yes i'll make fun of myself absolutely so i love that i've made my bazillion dollars sure i'll make fun of it i have nothing to lose at this point love it so yesterday I was listening to Dax Shepard has a um, podcast. He does. Yes. And he's kind of a douche. I'm not a big, I I struggle with him. He thinks he's very self-aware and he's woke and all this other, he's a feminist and all this crap. So I kind of struggle with him a little bit. Mm -hmm. And he he really says a lot of self-important things about his sobriety. And I don't know. It's not, he's not the worst person, but he, I struggle with it a bit. He has a lot of knowledge. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little over the Kristen Bell, Dax Shepard, like it couple thing. Yes. I mean, they're yeah. nice and cute and everything like yeah. that, but they aren't everything because right. that's what everybody thought about, like, you know, Anna Ferris and Chris Pratt. Exactly. So Gwyneth Paltrow was on Dax Shepard's podcast. Now, they have been friends for a really long time, so they've known each other. His mm-hmm. man crush is Brad Pitt. Really? Yes. And he goes, now you, he goes, now you uh, know my man crush. She's like, I do know your man crush. I was engaged to your man crush. He goes, yes, you were. He goes, you got to kiss my man crush. She goes, oh, I did more than that. He's like, shut your mouth. I don't want to hear it. Like, he's so like in love with Brad Pitt. And she was telling, she was talking about how, what an amazing man he is. And she's like, I know we were going to get married. She goes, but I met him when I was 20. You know, I wasn't ready for marriage, you know, mm-hmm. so it didn't work out. But anyway, so she was talking quite a bit about like how much crap she got for the conscious uncoupling statement and all of this other stuff. And she goes, I look back and realize that it it was a mistake to be that public about something that was so like I didn't want to say divorce. That was really all of it is I didn't want to say I was getting divorced because I was failing my children. You know, my marriage was a mess and I didn't want us to hate each other. So we were trying to find a way. And, you know, that was on me for sure. And so she's super like willing to own all of her fuck ups and how elite she sounds. And she's just a really cool woman. And although Mm -hmm. I do not like the goop thing at all, and she's even talked about how many mistakes they've made on goop and stuff Mm -hmm. that I'm like, oh, God, I want to hate you so much, but I can't. You know, she really Mm -hmm. loves her parents. And oh, my gosh, just a really cool person. And I and I kind of like her. I kind of love her. <laughs> well, maybe she, you know, just stepped outside of herself. And, well, she's also older. Know. I mean, she's our, she's my age. And right. so, well, and she's older, actually. She's remarried and yeah. maybe she's not happier, but I mean, she's, she's just, maybe it's just more honest and yeah. not so superficial. Because I mean, yes. when you're married to Chris Martin, you know, the lead singer of Coldplay, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and Coldplay is considered you know one of the best bands in the world right i personally hate them but you know <laughs> he's a cutie pie but i'm i and i there are a couple of songs I that has i love teeth well he's english paula but and i mean it doesn't matter normal. you're rich fix those fuckers fix the teeth. i know god she did say one of the things that that caused the demise of that is she's she wasn't a big fan of being vulnerable and being herself ever Mm -hmm. and so that was a lot of it she goes this time around she's just like this is who i am take it or leave it and she's like and you know my husband's a total babe and so you know they're they're really happy and her kids are good and she's like they're they're 14 and 12 so they're a nightmare actually right now 
Right. And she's like, I wish you had kids that are older. I'd love to talk about that. <laughs> she's like, I cannot get my son out of the bathroom. You know? It's oh, like, I, I don't no. Know. Yeah, because it's, you know, tis the season for masturbation. Not yet in my house, thank <clears throat> well, God. not that you're aware of. I Maybe would know. Maybe he's just very secretive, Paula. You'd no, know. I would know. I would How know. How would you know? How do you know? Victor and I have agreed it's not happening yet. You guys are so naive. We are You're not. so naive. How, wh- what exactly tells you that your son has not discovered his penis? No, we know it's there. I mean, or we know you that know he knows. You know what I know, mean. But I mean, we know that he just hasn't put two and two together yet. Oh, Paul. It's, it's, it will be happening. I'm not saying it's not going to happen, but it's not happening yet. <sighs> okay. I'll, I'll go ahead and let not. you live that lie. I'm not, I'm not going to get, I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> so. Okay. Well, I'm glad that you like Gwyneth Paltrow now. child. Yes, I do. I've, I never hated her, but now I actually have heard her be like her normal self. And I just, and I know she's like an elite human. I mean, her, some of her best friends are Beyonce and Jay-Z. It's not like a life that anybody could relate to, but as a human, she seems pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're going to move on to our next thing. I found an article where people had to submit their insecurities about sex just in general. And they're just mm-hmm. like, sex and age, and that is it. Everybody has insecurities about sex, especially if you're not a Even when, actually worse, if you're not a virgin, you start to develop insecurities as you go through your life. Sure. I mean, I mean, don't we all? I mean, I know I do. I have insecurities. I think the men that you sleep with early on mm-hmm. shape who you become sexually. And if yeah. they're bad men, yeah. then they just make you all that more insecure. Yes, I would agree with you. So I'm going to read a couple of these and then we'll talk about them. Okay, here's the first one. I feel like I'm just horrible in bed. I'm adventurous and up for just about anything when it comes to sex. But when it comes down to doing the deed, I suddenly get into my head and lose focus. I get distracted by trying to hide my imperfect body. I hate my body when it isn't clothed. So all my attention goes to trying to find ways to keep my partner from seeing me in an unflattering way. How does that work? (laughs) Sex becomes less fun when this happens, and I'm afraid my partners feel the same way. I'm going to be getting married soon, and I don't want to bring this negativity into my life, my sex life. I just don't know how to stop the negative thoughts that hold me back from letting loose and having fun. Whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) She's going to be getting married? Yeah. Which means that she's already brought it into her life. I mean, she's already sealed the deal, for God's sakes. He knows she what she looks like. Unless she hasn't had sex with her husband, come, you know, future husband. The body image thing, I don't really know how you get, get past that. I don't, because I have body image issues. Badly. Sure, everybody does. Well, but... not everybody. And when it comes to sex, most people can check that at the door and enjoy their sex. Well, I mean, I would think your animal instincts would take over at some point and you just kind of get past it. But I, I mean, think maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But I, I just I become savage and I can check it at the door now. But I have trust in my lover. You know, I know that he's not looking at me well, going, sure, nice belly or whatever. You know, I mean, he's yeah, I can't, I can't keep him off of me, you know, so yeah. that, that helps. That's helpful. So sometimes it's like you think it's all about you and yourself. But if she hasn't had a good orgasm yet, she has time to worry about her body. 
is all I'm saying. Well, and the thing is, is men aren't always so confident in their bodies either. Oh, my God. No, absolutely true. So... Absolutely the truth. All all humans, you're you're most vulnerable, literally, emotionally and physically when you're getting ready to have sex with another person. That's everybody's. That's literally the most vulnerable you can be. The only time I've ever felt more vulnerable is when I was delivering a baby out of my body. Other yeah. than that, it's sex. Or having sex when you're pregnant. I mean, that's... <laughs> that is pretty... Well, I don't know. I had some great I mean, sex when I was pregnant. I don't know. <laughs> there's only two bad. ways to do it. I mean, and that's... Yeah, that's and true. And I just felt like a heifer in heat. I was well, just everyone like, does. <laughs> you know? <Yes>. I know. <laughs> okay, this one is interesting. And I know what this guy needs, and it's definitely not a sex worker. It says... <laughs> I don't even know why I'm reading this because I'm just going to make fun of him. Um, it's been six <laughs> years. It's been six years since I last had sex. Oh, I my God. My, I live with my parents. Oh, God. I'm on powerful bipolar medication and I'm unemployed. <laughs> God, is this even fair? I don't know. Um, people act like everyone who can't get laid is a loser, but I just don't know what I'm supposed to do. I can go months without even a single match on Tinder and much longer without a reply. It's been so long that I don't even know if I can perform. As soon as I can get some money, I'm going to hire a sex worker. I want to escape the shame. In the meantime, all I can do is practice patience and try to be kinder. <laughs> this is a dude, by the way. Um, you need therapy. Badly. He Badly. The, he should go to the doctor. He needs a physical and he needs yeah. a therapist post haste. I understand uh, mental disorder. I, I understand the mental illness and the unemployment, but you need some guidance, dude. You need guidance. You don't even need to get laid. No one's going to touch you. You are literally not sex worthy yet. You need to yeah, get your life you're, right. You're not even there. Like no. you need, and if you're truly that bipolar, I don't know if he's on <clears throat> meds or not. But I mean, those things that that stuff needs to get adjusted. Unemployed, living with your parents, and you're on a powerful bi bipolar medication indicate to me that you are not doing everything. You to are take not care thriving. You no. are not thriving. You're like a little piece of mildew on the floor in the laundry room. You need to like go. And the thing is, is, your parents are obviously not doing him any favors. They need to say, honey, you need a psychiatrist now. Yeah. Like immediately. Just letting him languish. That's horrible. And no one's, but he has no friends either. I mean, my God, do this. Get a World of Warcraft account and it, within, within months, you will figure out that you need therapy and you will go. <laughs> you need to talk to people. Literally, you need to talk to other human beings. That he just, isn't sex. He needs a workup. He needs a, mm -hmm. a psychiatrist to evaluate his medications. He probably needs to go to some sort of like hair salon or something, get a haircut, get a shave, yeah, you know, absolutely. whatever it is to... that he needs to get done. So he feels a little bit better about himself. Buy some new clothes, something. You know, borrow yeah. your mom's credit card. Ask if you can have a hundred bucks and, you know, yeah. go to Kohl's. He needs, he needs some self-care. He doesn't. And then it's amazing what happens when you take care of yourself. Suddenly you're a sexually attractive. And if you just want to get laid, I mean, yes, a prostitute would be great. But maybe you could just like make your life a little bit better first. But yeah. But I mean, a prostitute is just a temporary fix. You know, it's yes. there's a bigger problem at hand. A humongous, humongous. So anyway, um, OK, this one I definitely we need to talk about. 
Uh, I am a married straight man and I really want to experience some anal pleasure from my wife. It's a shame that there's such a taboo with anal pleasure for men or the assumption that it's gay. There's a lot of nerve endings on the anus, not to mention the easy access to the prostate. I would love to have, okay, this is never happening. I would love to have her eat and finger me and possibly peg me, but I'm concerned on how to bring it up. We have a very open and experimental sex life, but anal pleasure for me is a topic that has never even come close to being brought up. Any other men experiencing this? He's 29. Um, okay. Ye, uh, <laughs> you might be, you might be gay. It's possible. Yeah. She might be your best friend. Yeah. Or maybe they aren't. He isn't, and it's something that she might find grotesque. But well, she must have mentioned. I mean, if they have what he's in- indicating is an open and experimental sex life, I don't even know what that means. Open and experimental means that there's no secrets in the bedroom with your wife, which means this, I mean, anal is not that taboo in a married relationship. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of that <laughs> that meme I sent you last night, you and Stephanie. <laughs> did you read that? I did. <laughs> so open and experimental is what you like that? Spank, spank, spank. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> is, that, is that what you mean by open? By kinky. <laughs> Yeah, she spanks me three times. It's like, does um, he grab you by the hair and pull it back real hard? I mean, the at ponytail. Least, yeah, is he at least um, like practically pulling the hair out of your roots? Because if he's not, then what's the point? Exactly. Oh like if God. he's just holding on to it like a limp noodle, then it's just like <laughs> I'll just hold my own. Hair. I'll pull my own hair. Seriously, not like I've not, not done that before. I have. <laughs> You know, anyway. if he spanks you, if it doesn't leave like a sting or if you don't say ouch, then it doesn't make a difference. If you don't have a handprint on your ass when you go to pee, right? what is the point? God, <laughs> so, I know. I So the definition of open and, and experimental, of course, is, you know, it could be any that could be anything. But I, I would I don't know. I would inter- I would I would definitely say something. I mean, I would just sit down with her and say, like, you know, we're open, right? We're married <laughs> and we're adventurous and there's uh, something that's been on my mind, but I've been really afraid to bring it up because mm-hmm. I don't want you to think poorly of me. And it's not it's, a gay thing. And, but it's something I really want to try. And, yeah. you know, I, if, if my, my man approached it that way, I'd mm-hmm. be like, sure. What is it? You know, what is it? but, mm-hmm. but that's because I'm open to anything, you know, I'd I know. stick, I'd stick anything anywhere, you know, mm-hmm. well, just about anything anywhere. But, <laughs> I know. I'm not going to stick like a dick in my ear, but, you know, Ooh. just or up my nose. But. Um, OK, so, yes, definitely communication. That's all it is. It's just communication. Yeah. If she says, ew, no, it's like, you know, you can do that to yourself. I mean, it's not like you can't reach. No, but that would be devastating if she said, I ew, know. no, that would be first, cruel. First of all, any man who says they ha- don't like their prostate. um stimulated has never done it mm-hmm. because they would never not want it done again they would always want it done <laughs> yeah there's something about guys in their buttholes and prostates and oh please they'll stick anything in you but god forbid you do a, a pinky in their anus and they're like what are you doing except know, for this guy of right? course but i'm telling you if you are able to do it to a man and they've never it'll it'll they will come like unlike anything they've ever experienced ask any gay man i oh, mean yeah, they'll tell they you yeah, absolutely. I don't know why guys are obsessed with anal sex. 
Well, it's either one way or the other. It's like they're obsessed with doing it to you, but then you suggest it. Most men go, um, what? But then you do it and they're like, that was amazing. You know, but you have to be a very open sexual partner to do that. There's got to be a lot of trust there. No, most guys pretty much like seal it shut. Like you almost see a tiny (laughs) Mm -hmm. zipper when you like try and go back there. It's really true. Of course, they expect your butt to open up like, you know. Dilate. (laughs) Dilate to 10. I know. It's Butt dilators. And I'm just like, God. God, yuck. Okay, here's the last one. And then we're going to go on to our ugly and awkward moments. I am so, I mean, capitals. I am so self-conscious about receiving oral to have someone's face down there feels way more vulnerable than any other act of sex I have ever had. I shy away from it because I can't stop freaking out enough to enjoy it. I worry about my hygiene. If it's taking too long for me to finish, etc. I really want my partners to go down on me, but I need to work on feeling comfortable. Not sure how, since I don't want to talk about this in therapy. <laughs> how did they find my letter? <laughs> uh, first, I, I, I will tell you, I have never had a man not want to do it. No, they always it is, want to. They want to. And I think one of the things that changed my mind is I was watching Real Sex back in the mm-hmm. day when it was mm-hmm. the only soft core. Actually, it was the only, before podcasts. You couldn't find anything about sex. Nothing. Well, it was educational. Yeah. It, well, to me, it was educational. Mm-hmm. So um, I was watching. Uh, they were doing a, a yet another uh, profile on prostitutes at the Bunny Ranch in Nevada. Oh, that's before they gave it their own show. Yes, it was. And they were interviewing some of the women that that worked there. And mm-hmm. there, a lot of them are hardcore prostitutes, but there are some women who come in for like a season to make a bunch of money and then they mm-hmm. leave. So this one woman who came in for like three months and she makes like 50 grand in three months. That's insane. It's a crazy, it, it made me go, what if I could do? <laughs> you know, but I mean, never. Do you know I how didn't. many times I've thought about that? I'm Paula. just like, I wonder what people would think if I just went and worked at the Bunny Ranch for like, but then you don't get to pick your people. Like, what if no. it was some nasty, like 80 year old man that wanted to like stick it in your butt? What if it was some greasy bohunk who just won a hundred grand in Vegas? And then wanted he wanted to, to buy you for 24 hours. I'd be like, oh, my God. Yeah. See that I, I struggle anyway. Yeah. Um, so, pro, you know, kudos to the women that do, because, I mean, I don't think it should be illegal anyway. So they don't they call it in, a job for nothing. For nothing. I know. <laughs> uh, so this woman, they were she was talking and she said, yeah, I come in for like, a th- you know, three months and I make my money and then I'm a teacher back in like the middle of butt patch iowa or something crazy and not that i was a butt patch but you know what i'm saying it was in the middle of nowhere and she said the number one thing that she gets paid is to let men go down on her she's like insane i would literally i i could field seven to ten men a day who only want to go down on me they don't even want actual sex it's just that their partners at home refuse it they absolutely won't allow it. And so they come here and do it. They pay to do it. it they're so desperate. And I'm like, that is eye-opening, first of all. But I didn't realize it was such a thing. But go ahead. See, and that's why I've always felt bad because, mm-hmm. like, it never occurred to me until, like, I want to say within, like, the last six months or a year mm-hmm. that the 
like I always thought it was no big deal that I said like, oh, you know, I don't really like it. You don't have to do it. I I always thought I was kind of like doing them a solid by not having them do it. Like you don't have to service me. Exactly. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, no, you know, I don't require that, you know. Right. But then it occurred to me, like I said, like recently, that I might actually be depriving them of something that they actually enjoy. Exactly. Now. And I think it's because I can't comprehend why <laughs> Yes, that would be well, a thing. But, you know, it's, it's not for me to judge. It's sexy. Right? And women, men, I mean, we're talking about heterosex, but, you know, maybe even, you know, uh, everybody who has sex with women. Right. Um, that region is sexy for most people. I mean, when you look at porn, I mean, you want to see that part. So why wouldn't you want to do other things to that part? You know, well, it's it's just like the core of it. I know. I I think I think what makes me sad is that women who have such an aversion and it's all about self-doubt and hygiene and all that stuff. It's like, where did that come from? Like, who who made you think that it was didn't smell or taste good? Like, that is something that comes from somewhere else. Well, I can tell you where mine came from. Oh, tell me. So when I first got married, Mm -hmm. I was a virgin Mm-hmm. And I was married to my first husband for five years. Right. And he got way into like porn mm. and cyber sex and all of that stuff. So right. he basically shaped me and made mm. me become like these girls that he saw. Right. And um, so my area had to be perfect. Right. And, you know, it had to be like, you know, it had to look basically like the magazines or the movies or exactly. And so, and if it, if it didn't, then it wasn't perfect Mm. and and it wasn't sexy and all of those things. So you have five years of that pounding into your brain. Right. So now anything that diverts from what looks like porn now is dirty or not sexy. So the best way to avoid that kind of hurt again is just to never, ever let someone (laughs) go down there. That is fair. That is a fair, fair thing to think for sure. Because takes, then you, you never have someone to judge you again. And you know what? That's the, I think that's the seedy underbelly of porn is that men love to look at it, but women can't live up to those standards. Those are those. Are, it's not real. It's not real. And so it, then you no, get these guys like your ex-husband who think unless it looks and smells exactly the way I, I say I see it. Then it's icky. Exactly. Unless you're hairless and smell like coconut oil, then all the time. (laughs) Exactly. Right. Which is not. Which is not real. Oh, and there's so so many things. Or you know, and then so you have to eat strawberries or drink pineapple juice or you know. That's too much. That's uh, so much. That's so much. But that's how it was. No, I know. What I'm saying though is that I, I, I think that those types of men are actually small into in majority to the men who would love to service a woman orally that's mm-hmm. what I, that's that's the whole point of this is that obviously that thought process goes through women's brains so much that men are willing to pay to do it mm-hmm. that's how bad it is and so to me it's like well i mean i've never had that problem i i don't like i said i can for the most part i can check my insecurities at the door when it's time for sex but I also have this complex, like, you know, you're really lucky to be seeing me naked right now. Like, I want you to know what, what there's like very few men in the world who have ever seen it. So enjoy right. what you can. Right. And so I don't know where that I don't know where that ego came from, but I have it. 
maybe I am my father's daughter. <laughs> well, I don't know. But yeah. I've I've never not had that confidence. So I I'm I mean, I'm I'm glad, but it makes me sad because I know that I am it's rare mm-hmm. when it comes to that. I know women who think the way you do are it's very common. Very common. And I wish it wasn't because obviously men want to do it. Like you said, you know, but maybe you are a pleaser. So maybe you can utilize that part of your sense to say, if this pleases you, I'm very happy to do it. Yes. You know what I mean? That is a good way to uh, trick your mind. Yes, absolutely. So speaking of, so I'm glad we read those. It's very interesting to me. Um. And maybe I'll post the link. I'm not sure. But yeah, anyway, you should. <clears throat> it was really interesting. There, there was like 40 of them. I only picked a few. Oh, uh, but God, now it's 40. Jesus. There, there's a lot of people out there. <laughs> yes. Um, so now it's time to do our ugly and awkward moments of the week. Okay. So sex edition. I figured we would stay with the theme. And these are super funny. It'll be a great way to end the show. The first one. High school girlfriend finally decided it was time we get naked. The first time ever going down on a girl and I'm chewing gum. People still had pubes back then. Guess what happened? <laughs> I can't, she probably didn't have pubes after that is my guess. Ow. Did they Why have to go home your- and get the peanut butter? <laughs> I don't know, but that would be a terrible thing to come home and say, Mom, do we have any peanut butter? <laughs> Who chews gum when they give oral? A high school boyfriend. <laughs> Who's never done it before. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, you, you know go. what? I wonder how guys learn. I don't know. Just practice? Or do they like read up on it? Or like <sighs> well, ask a friend? Phone a friend? I don't know. I mean. I don't know. All I know is that there have been times where it is like the most unattractive. It's like, listen, um, I, I don't know what you're doing, but I'm sore now. So can you just like stop it? I, I mean, literally pushed a guy's head like down and away from me. And I'm like, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I felt like I was being licked by a kitten. Like, Ew! It hurts so bad. I'm like, when did your tongue become like venomous? <laughs> you know, we yeah. kissed. I don't remember it feeling that way. Yeah. But I mean, he was just like straight licking the bean. And I'm just like, whoa. <laughs> oh, God, no. That's way too um, intense. You can't do I'm that. I'm like, you got to calm yourself. Yes. And so I think it's, I honestly, it's practice. Practice well, looks perfect. How about we just start with the alphabet? How about this? How about you go eat a peach <laughs> and get back to me? <laughs> Not a grape, a peach. Right. <laughs> anyway. Your okay. bottom lip can be involved too, you know? Yeah. Unless, I mean, you know, what are you doing? What is this? It's like, is, how's this? <laughs> is that it? Is that how you do it? Does how about if work? I do a blowjob like that? <laughs> See what you think. Yeah, I'll just stick it straight down your hole. What do you think? Yes. God. That's repulsive. Okay. Here's the second one. I just taste like pee. This one has happened to me before, but with alcohol. Um, I hooked up with this guy a couple of times one night. I go over. Oh, no. Okay, wait. Let me let me start over. I hooked up with this guy a couple of times. And one night I go to his place a little drunk. Everybody's done that. So we start we start doing our thing and I go down on him. Well, the combination of alcohol and him pushing my head a little too far made me vomit all over his penis. Now, you would think this is the end of the story, but no, somehow it gets worse. We then get in the shower for him to rinse off. And he, for some reason that is still unclear to me to this day, wants to start again and have sex. And he stops and goes, um, you started your period. (laughs) Oh, my God. 
So I'd started my period during sex after I puked on his dick. We've now been dating for a year and a half, and he still whispers it to me in mixed company. <laughs> I don't even know. How okay. do you, that is for true love. <laughs> for starters, after I threw up on his dick and he went to go get in the shower, I would, I would be like out of there like the flash. <laughs> I know. And I would have I would have blocked his calls like I would have paid the five dollars a month to have his calls blocked. I know, right? Actually I wouldn't have because I would think he who would ever call me again. I know. I can't even imagine telling someone I married the girl that puked on my dick. How do you do that? How do you tell your children? Well you don't. I'm just saying. Don't you ever every time you look at them, don't you think about it? Like every time? Or every time you go to give a blowjob, he'll be like, are you feeling okay? Oh, my God. It's just like that. That would be like the chronic joke forever. Like you're 80 years old. It's like, hey, honey, feel like puking? You know, I mean, forever. Or every time you guys go out and you be like, have a couple glasses of wine or something. And then (laughs) that happens. You'd be like, you sure you're going to be okay? It's like, uh, so is sex off the table tonight? I'd be like, do you want this or what? (laughs) I would be pissed. Honestly, after the second joke, I'd be like, what are we doing? What are we doing? (laughs) I'm leaving. Goodbye. I'm I'm going to bed. Good night. Best of luck. I mean, it'd be over. (laughs) It would be over. God. That is so bizarre. Oh, God. Starting your period, too. On top of everything else. I have uh, never, ever started my period in front of a guy. Really? No. Oh, I have. A million times. Never. Now, I've like, well, I've like bled over on the sheets, but it was only with, it happened once and it was with Victor. So it oh, was God. like, it was like, I, okay. I can't even count how many times. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Oh my God. Oh it's my like God. all the time. I hate it. Almost every month. And I'm like, oh, every time. Fucking diaper to bed then. Jeez. (laughs) Well, I meant during sex, not just in general. (gasps) Are you joking me? No. That's what we should talk about. For God's sake. Well, that's true. We should talk (laughs) about that. Because like some guys are cool with having sex when you're on your period. Other guys are not. You know what? We can talk about that next time. Absolutely. Absolutely. We will. I'm putting a note. (laughs) I'm putting a note. Some guys call getting getting their red wings. <laughs> There's a limit to what I will do. <laughs> There's a limit. I have. Okay. You know what? We're going to talk about this because I'd That's be disgusting. Bl- I, I have would a, nev- Paula, no. I have a brilliant story about Don Henley. I can't. I'm, we're talking about this next week. Oh, I've heard that story, but yeah. you can tell it to me again. I will. Okay. Well, that's it. That's the okay. end of the show. That is all we have for you today. I think that was plenty, in my opinion. It, it was a mouthful, to say the it least. Definitely a mouthful. Please visit uglytruth.com and click on our Amazon button so you can purchase your bubble gum and go down on your friends and uh, get gum in their hair. <laughs> also, pick up your Easter items. Easter will be, uh, I think it's exactly a month away. So mm-hmm. you can pick up all your Lord Christ and Savior bears that sing and kind of feel weird talking about it after this show. So just go to Amazon <laughs> and silently pick up your religious items. And then also go to lipandclip.com. I just ordered a bunch of stuff because I ran out of makeup. 
but get your pastels, your makeups, your moisturizers, because even though it's wintry, your skin can get dry. I know my lips have been chapped real bad, so... My lips have been chapped real bad! I had to, uh... You know what get one of the nurse's me. chapstick. She's got, like, five of them in her drawer. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a wrap, so have a fabulous rest of your week, and we will see you on Sunday. Thanks for listening and sharing the show. See you next time on The Ugly Truth. 